with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 175th program of Think Again. Think Again is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation working for social change for over 25 years now. I'm your host, Jennifer Burrell, without Jacques today. Instead, we're being joined by Mark Boulay, who's a researcher at Behaviour Works Australia at Monash University. Mark will be telling us about his food reduction waste research and programs. So, welcome to the program, Mark. Morning, Jennifer. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I think you gave already a little bit of a brief introduction of yourself. <laughs> if you're clearing <laughs> of your throat. Thank you. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess um, to start with, Mark, what's the problem with food waste that you want to address? Why are you doing anything about this anyway? Yeah, good question. Um, look, I mean, I guess there's a few things to mention there. Um, the, the first is to get a sense of the scale of the problem to begin with. So each year across the world, we produce about three to four billion tonnes of food. Wow. And of that amount, we waste nearly a third. So that's over a billion tonnes of food across the entire food chain, so you know, from the farmer to the consumer. Mm. Uh, about a third of that is is thrown out. That's over a billion tonnes. So, so first of all, it, it's an, an incredible amount that is wasted, which obviously represents some pretty serious inefficiencies within the system, you know, and then it's some serious inefficiencies on how we use water, energy, human resources and all the rest to produce that food. It also comes with some pretty hefty environmental impacts, as you can imagine. You know, food waste each year accounts for about 10% of global emissions. Mm. Uh, there's a frequently uh, quoted figure that if food waste was a country, it would sit behind the US and China as the largest emitter in the world on an annual basis. Mm. Um, but there's also you know, there's some serious I guess, social considerations with the amount of food that we waste. You know, we know that a large proportion of the global population lives in uh, some form of food poverty. You know, on a on a daily basis or a weekly basis, and and it, it's quite crazy to think that food is being lost and wasted at the scale that it is when people go hungry. Mm. Um, so so for, for me, food waste represents, and, and tackling food waste, I guess, represents the opportunity to address a number of interwoven environmental and social, as well as economic, um, uh, negative impacts that, that we're currently seeing. Mm. So obviously it's a huge problem uh, affecting yep. climate change and People dying of starvation while we're wasting food at a massive level. That's right, you know. And and while I did, as I said before, it, it's across the entire food chain. So you know, from the producer through to the consumer, there's an increasing amount of evidence that is sort of starting to, to I guess, to identify where the key areas of wastage are, and it does spiral back to the individual consumer or at a household level. So mm. on average across the world, 
households account for around 60% of the food that is wasted or lost every year. Oh. So, you know, it, we, we tend to think, oh, yes, it's, you know, we, we see so much food, food waste happening in restaurants and in farms and on supermarkets, and, and that's true, but it does, the, 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 the more recent data that's coming out um, at a global level and also at a national level, we are seeing that a substantial uh, uh, proportion, if not over half, of food wasted every year actually happens at a household level. Yeah, and that's quite interesting too because people often feel that they lack control, that the harm that has been created is beyond their control. But actually that does put it back at the household. And and I guess it leads into um, my next question that I wanted mm. to ask you, Mark. Um, in the past, there have been a lot of behaviour change programs focusing on the individual, giving them information like, oh, if we just tell them what to do, you know, they'll yeah. do it. Um, but I, I understand, I think you've already indicated this, but I understand you use a much broader multi-level framework to understand the problem. So maybe you could describe your framework and, um, the th- and continue, uh, elaborate a bit more on what's leading to food waste. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to. And, and I guess just to, to pick up the point really quickly, some of your listeners might be surprised. Oh, gosh, it's that, it's that much for the household. I hardly waste any food. But the, it's, it's a bit of an issue of it's kind of like a death by a thousand cuts, right? It's a little bit here and a little bit there. You know, we might throw out half a kilo, you know, over a week or two. But you add those weeks up over a year and it becomes quite a substantial amount, you know, mm. to, to the tune of several hundred kilos per person in, in Australia alone. So while in any given moment it might not look like we're wasting a lot because we're just, you know, scraping the remainder of a meal into the bin or into the compost bin, over a year it does add up for each one of us. Um, so that, that's why the scale is what it is at a mm. household level. But as you said, I was interested um, in, first of all, understanding what actually influences both consciously and unconsciously that those sort of actions that are at a household level that do result in that scale of food waste. And so as part of my, my PhD research, I actually conducted a, a broad-scale literature review and I tried to collate all the different things that have been identified to influence behaviours that are related to food waste. Um, and I kind of broke those up into three levels. I, I identified a series of behaviours that are internal to us, you know, our own values and our knowledge and our habits and our attitudes and so forth. Mm-hmm. But then I also identified there was this interesting sort of circle of, beha- of of influences that sit immediately outside of us, which are related more to the to our household than the dynamics and relationships, you know, of those that we live with, as well as their food related preferences, mm-hmm. um, which is often ignored. You know, we and and those of us, those of you, those of your listeners that are you know that, that have families, particularly with young children, you'll probably relate that a lot of the food waste that emerges from your household has got nothing to do with you and everything to do with your children's food preferences mm-hmm. um, uh, as well. And then beyond that is sort of at more of a macro level are those influences that are at, at say, a community or a broader social level. So that, that starts to engage with, with supermarkets, that starts to engage with um, economic frameworks, regulatory frameworks and so forth. But I guess the point is that I identified through my research that there's both internal and external influences of our behaviour, some of which are within our control, but a large majority are kind of outside of our control and yet still impact 
our behaviour on a day-to-day basis and result in food being wasted in homes. Mm. Well, thanks for explaining that, Mark. I think maybe we'll go to some music and then we'll talk a bit more about, after the break, how you've applied that framework to um, some change programs. Sure. So we'll go to this music. Uh, You Are What You Eat by Formidable Vegetable Sound System.
you are what you eat and you are what what you eat eats and you're even what 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 you eat eats eats and it repeats 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 Thank you so much, Michaela, for suggesting that piece of music, What You Are, What You Eat, by Formidable Formidable Vegetable Sound System. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today I'm talking with Mark Boulay from Behaviour Works at Monash University. And we're talking about food waste and some work he's been doing with people and households to help them reduce food waste. So, Mark, uh, I know that you look at food waste coming from all parts of the system, as you described, and I think you mentioned supermarkets, and I know you include schools. So looking at broader, um, beyond the individual and beyond the household. And you're looking, so you're obviously looking beyond what individuals do. But I notice you're still trying to create change through changing individual behaviour. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and, you know, I mean, maybe at first glance that sounds a little bit contradictory. Um, but I guess, uh, to, to my mind at least, and certainly to you know, the, my colleagues at Behaviour Works Australia, you know, behaviour, if you like, is the emergent outcome of a lot of these influencing factors, both at an internal as well as external level. So for us, it, it becomes a valuable unit of analysis. A, because you know that's where the impact is. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's the amount of food that we waste, or you know, the amount of water we consume, or the amount of energy that we consume. Those are all a result of our behaviours, even if the influence of that behaviour may be out of the uh, control of the individual. So while behaviour is our sort of ultimate focus and that kind of unit of analysis with regards to outcome, if you like, we do acknowledge that sometimes engaging in behaviour change may not necessarily be a matter of targeting, if you like, the individual. It might be thinking about broader, either meso-level environments or contexts, so in this case, what I'm interested in is the household, or even sort of broader macro-level contexts as well, whether mm. you know, the social level or so forth. So it's our unit of analysis, but we're certainly not, you know, purists in the sense that it's all about just targeting the individual, and as you said, ensuring that you provide them with heaps of information and then leaving it up to them. Mm. We acknowledge that there are other opportunities to create change as well. Yeah, and I guess from my perspective, when people talk about the individual, if you look at the individual as a social being, they've internalised their social context and they're acting it out and living it out and that's how society keeps going. Exactly right. So the context, I mean, I guess for analysis and program design, it might be a convenient thing to separate the individual from their social context, but... Mm. I guess you're also playing, from what I'm getting from your response now, you're also playing with that interchange between the individual and how they internalise their social context and social surroundings. Yeah, that's right. You know, I I think it is too easy to just, you know, continue to assign all responsibility 
to the individual for change, um, and we do need to look at those contexts in which individuals exist. And you're right about, you know, we, we internalise our social context both consciously and unconsciously. So, you know, mm. if we are going to be creating change to address issues like food waste, it, it, it's a matter of playing in both in both camps, you know, and, and that's certainly what the framework that we discussed, you know, before the music tries to do as well, is think about, well, what do we know about what might motivate an individual from an internal perspective, but also what are some of the external factors that we might need to be considering when it comes to creating something which ultimate, from which behaviour change then emerges. Yeah, you know, so like, yeah. I guess it might be easier to talk about it, Mark, if we talk about one of your programs. So yep. I know you did a project with households and schools. Yes. Um, so perhaps tell us a bit about that project and what you and others on the team uh, learnt from the project. Sure. So, so we were we were interested in, I guess, looking both at opportunities to reduce food waste in schools, but we were um, thinking also about what, how does that influence what happens in a household? Because, you know, particularly for households which have children, the school provides a really is a, is a really important external context with which they have frequent engagement. Mm. And we're interested in seeing well, if we play at the school level, we we'll engage. You know, students in the school, does that have some kind of um, influence back at home um, and change the, the behaviours of, of parents as the sort of dietary gatekeepers, you know, the ones who do the most of the shopping and the cooking, which a lot of food waste programs tend to target almost exclusively. So mm. food waste programs that try and reduce food in households tend to engage primarily with those people that do the shopping and cooking. But this provided an opportunity to say, well, if we engage with others in the home, does that have influences back on food waste in the in the household? And we found that it did. So we we um, the, the focus was very, was on getting children to be involved in preparing food that they take to school. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea being that the more children are involved in this, the less likely they are to throw it out or not eat it because there's greater familiarity and you know confidence there on the part of the children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we found that, that, you know, getting teachers um, and schools to uh, uh, build, I guess, knowledge and capability on the children's perspective around, you know, uh, food confidence, home economics, uh, you know, uh, and also talking about food waste, that encouraged children to be more involved in preparing their own lunches to take to school that had a, an impact on food waste in the school. We actually found that participating schools reported quite a substantial reduction in the amount of food that was disposed of by mm-hmm. children. Um, but we also, by in interviewing parents, discovered that there was a real shift in dynamics within the home. And they said it became easier for them to reduce food waste because the children were on board as well, and the mm. children were actually pushing for this sort of stuff, but around some very key key behaviours, um, mainly being involved in in uh, um, lunch, making their own lunch to take to school. So I guess what you know, thinking back to that framework that we talked about, in order to you know create a behaviour change in the home, we didn't just keep targeting the parents. It was about making some changes in an external context, namely the school, which then had flow-on effects into the household as well. So it's 
very much that dynamic that we were talking about before, which is about changes in external context leading to behaviour change within the household. Mm, and I think it's interesting too, you're using household and school. So yeah. you're really uh, leveraging that intersection between two different parts of the immediate system to create change. It's not just household or school. Exactly right. And, and Jennifer, I guess I was, I was always a bit nervous because I've been working in the sustainability field for a number of years now and I kind of see that there's almost a default response that we have when it, when it comes to engaging with any kind of sustainability issue, which is we need to tell the children about it and then that will address the issue. You know, we do yeah. that with climate change, we do that with all sorts of issues, the matter of education of the children, which neatly gets us off the hook, right? <laughs> As yeah. The adults creating the problem. So I was I was actually a little bit reluctant to 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 think about a schools based program to reduce food waste. But what was really clear looking particularly in the research I was doing at a household level is the strong influence that children have on food consumption within the home, food provisioning generally within the home, and then food waste as a result. Mm. So it became really obvious that with regards to food waste, it was critical to get children involved and the school therefore presented a really good opportunity. But I don't want your listeners to think no worries with any sort of sustainability issue. Let's just, you know... Give it to the kids and then they'll take care of the problem for us, you know. But within food waste, it does seem to work. Yeah. Well, you're also supporting the family unit because you had parents and children working in sync. I was involved uh, a few years ago in evaluating a household energy efficiency program with Mm -hmm. families Mm -hmm. and it was multiple Mm -hmm. visits and getting to know the families and energy altars, giving them materials. But I remember I what stands out in my mind was one problem was teen <laughs> teenagers, yeah, yeah. not to malign all teenagers, but <laughs> I just remember things popping out like, how do you stop a teenager having long, hot showers? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I like it. With this, um, with this program, you've got family members working in sync. You've got yeah. the household as a level, and then you've yeah. got the school as well. And then, of course, schools and you know, parents, they work pretty... Well, they try to work in sync, especially at primary school level, and I guess yeah. it gets more of a challenge when they're getting to secondary school, but they're definitely two very closely intersecting systems, the household and the school. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And look, in that, for food waste, at least, you know, allowed us to address a, you know, a segment of the, of the Australian population that we know is actually the largest food, you know, food-wasting household, which is families with children. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, there's been some excellent sort of national studies conducted by the Food Waste Cooperative Research Centre, um, which have identified that families with households are really the, the, the biggest wasters of food in Australia compared to, say, families with uh, much older children or uh, people living by themselves. Yeah, so you're helping make change where it matters, basically. Exactly, right. yep. That's right. Yeah, and I understood from your study too that it was the larger households. It was more of a problem because they're more likely to lose track of what foods in their fridge than a smaller household of one or two people or two people. That's right. Yes, yeah. exactly. And and you know a lot of our, you know being a parent myself, a lot of our immediate food provisioning is is, is almost out of our control really, and it's geared very much towards the children and keeping them happy and making sure that they eat. So yeah. issues to do with food waste do tend to take a second 
uh, you know, they do tend to fall into second place. Mm-hmm. But as you said, with the kids being aligned, it makes it easier for the parents. Yeah, well, as they mm. say, it takes a village to raise a child and you've got a whole team working together with the child, which is great. Exactly. And the child exactly. getting some leadership in it, which is, yeah. um, which is obviously an important point. Yeah. So we're coming to the end of the program already. Mm-hmm. Do you have any... Um, I guess, what are the key learnings that you'd like to pass on to listeners? Um, for example, what are the simplest things that they can do to reduce food waste? Yeah, sure. So the, a couple of thoughts, I guess, and, you know, based on, on, on some of the research I've done, but also some of the different uh, food waste reduction programs that I've been involved in over the last few years. So the first thing, really, I guess, for your listeners is to, you know, is to, to realise that when you're scraping food out of a Tupperware or from a plate into a bin or a compost or a compost bin, that that's almost that, that's not really wasting food, right? That's almost the final step of a long chain and that's almost like the disposal element. We actually waste food when we don't plan our shopping before we go mm. to the supermarket. Or we waste food when we're at the supermarket and we buy outside of our list and get distracted by, you know, two for the price of one promotions and, and, and so forth. We waste food when we don't check who's going to be eating before we cook and we just end up cooking the default amounts that we normally cook. Mm-hmm. And we waste food when we when we put leftovers into a Tupperware and throw it in the back of the fridge and then forget about it. Mm-hmm. So the point is that food waste occurs actually based on the decisions and the behaviours that we make when we shop, when we plan for shopping, when we cook um, uh, and, and when we store foods. Mm-hmm. And it's really in those areas where are the best opportunities for us to reduce food waste? So, you know, there's some basics, which I'm sure some of your listeners already do, like checking the pantry before you go shopping, making a list and sticking to the list. But one of the ones that is really emerging, and this is based on some work that I, I um, did last year with the food rescue charity Oz Harvest, which is this focus on using up before you go on your next big shop. So checking the fridge once a week, and making a meal that uses up not just leftover meals, uh, but also leftover ingredients. So mm-hmm. the remaining few carrots that you might have or that little block of cheese that's left over or you know, mm. the remaining bits of pasta that might be there from a previous meal that you didn't cook for a previous meal, using those up before you then go and buy more of the same. Because yeah. we tend to buy on top of those ingredients, and then when we come home, those Unused ingredients tend to go into the bin, which yeah. is you know, something we found in our research. And, and for those that are interested, if they jump onto the Oz Harvest website, there's actually an, a, a neat little tape that Oz Harvest have developed, which allows you to either mark out a space in your fridge for those items that need to be used up or to just stick a bit of that tape on that item so that it serves as a bit of a prompt to remind you about things that could be used up before you go shopping again. Thank you so much, Mark. We are coming right to the end of our program. So I'd like to thank you so much for coming on today and telling us about food waste and why we have to do something about it and what can be done about it. And I must say, it's really nice to hear someone talking about taking systemic complexity into account, but showing that we still can create change Um, in very real and practical ways. So thanks again, Mark. Thanks so much. Mm. And lastly, a disclaimer. Yes, Mark Boulay is Jacques Boulay's son, who usually hosts this program. 
So I thought I would put that in in case anyone, anyone was wondering. Uh, on to our community announcements. I just have one, and it's for people listening live today, Friday the 25th of November. If you want to join the Walk Against... If you want to join the Walk Against Family Violence, uh, that's on today, Friday, 25th of November. Um, you better get your shoes on real quick, though, if they're not on already. Um, this year, it's in Melbourne CBD, starting 11.30 a.m. at Parliament House. Uh, and there are also some walks in local areas. Uh, for more information, I'd suggest you just put Walk Against Family Violence in your search engine and they do have a Facebook page. Thanks to our listeners for tuning into Think Again live on 3CR Community Radio today. If you want to contact us, you can email borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Our programs are available by podcast and on the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. In the meantime, please enjoy... Milkumana by King Stingray. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.